It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Carlos Correa, say it ain't so. What's plan B for the Minnesota Twins? And are the Vikings wasting Kirk Cousins' Super Bowl window? We're breaking it all down. It's coming up next on Superior Sports Talk. Care 11 sports anchor Reggie Wilson covers the Twin City sports scene nonstop. Luke Inman is ready to put him on the hot seat. That's what you got to do to me. Instant analysis. Yanked. Out you go. Post-game breakdowns and red-hot takes. The Timberwolves need a stick. Reggie and Luke give you a daily dose of Minnesota sports with superior sports talk. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. And it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown, everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson. Find him every night up on CARE 11. Plenty to get into. Remember, follow along, Lockdown Minnesota YouTube channel, Hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment, and on Twitter, give us a follow. It's at LockedOnMIN. And remember, after this show, go check out the Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports today, available this app. YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I'm going to pay off that tease. We're going to talk about that massive Carlos Correa news that broke last night here in a few minutes, so hang tight. But first, every day, post that new poll up on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube community page. Yesterday, I asked fans, which position should the Vikings target in round one of the NFL draft? Here were the results. The secondary takes the cake. 64%. The people want to replenish the back end of this defense that gave up franchise record five straight games of over 400 yards or more. They now officially rank dead last in the league in total defense. 26th in the NFL in points allowed. Second place at 20% was defensive line. That makes sense as well. Anything on the defense side of the ball, like you mentioned yesterday, Reg, tied for third and fourth place at 8% was wide receiver and quarterback. Interesting. So I guess my question here, Reg, is are the Vikings wasting the Kirk Cousins in his prime window? Because Let's take a step back and think about it here real quick. This dude, despite the numbers, right, not Mahomes or Jalen Hurts kind of stats, he's had six fourth-quarter game-winning drives this year. The completion percentage in QBR is rock solid, and he's doing all that while being the most pressured and hit QB in the entire NFL in year one of a new offense. People don't realize this man's been taking some shots back there every single week, almost every single drop back, it seems. And the way it looks now, Reg, the Vikings have a big decision to make this offseason on Kirk's contract. My assumption, if I had to guess, they'll probably extend him for two, three more years. That makes sense. He's 34 now, usually 37, 38, kind of when you see that drop off, unless you're Brady or Rodgers, I guess. But you get the most out of him you can now while grooming another young guy behind him for a few years. But this is it, right? Like 10 and three record. Nobody saw that coming. 99% chance to win the division. Caps a mess next year. Are the Vikings wasting the Super Bowl window with Cousins? That's certainly going to get, let's just put it, airtight the next few seasons. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of premature to say they're wasting the Super Bowl window. They haven't gotten close yet. So I think the, <laughs> they got to do something first. Yeah, they have to actually like get 
there, or, you know, do something meaningful, get to the playoffs and actually win some games in order to say like, oh, they're wasting the Super Bowl window. What I do think is Kirk Cousins is showing that he's much more than just a competent quarterback. You know, I think he's showing more than he's just an average quarterback. He's an above average quarterback who has some ability to do some some good things. And he has the weaponry and talent around them, around him to really make this team, you know, better, to really kind of raise it up a level. And I think we've seen that. When you look at the last three weeks, you know, that that game against the Jets, he didn't have his fastball. And it was it was like easy for all the Kirk haters to be like, see, and that's mm-hmm. why he's not, you know, mm-hmm. 60% completion percentage. And he was just mm-hmm. off on some throws. But more times than not, we've seen during this season, he's been accurate. He's delivered the ball where it's supposed to. And, and many times, like, there have been so few times. Like, last year, it was like, dang, man, like, this dude, every time, third and long, he's going to dump it off. Like, we haven't seen that that much this year. Like, we've seen it on occasion. But I think what we've seen is that that was kind of a coaching thing because he's being coached now to push the envelope a little bit more. And he's a little bit more comfortable doing that. It seems he's thrown nine interceptions this year, which I'm sure that's more than he's wanted to throw. But at the same time, he's taking risks, man. Like that, that pass to Justin Jefferson on Sunday, that probably should have been called a touchdown. He threw that thing in double Mm. coverage as he was getting hit. Mm. And Jefferson comes down with it and, and makes him look good for even taking that type of a chance on him. It almost resulted in one of the most spectacular touchdowns of the season. And so Kirk Cousins has been playing above average football. You look at the, the game against the Lions, 75.6 completion percentage, 425 yards and two touchdowns, a passer rating of 124.5. Luke, I got a question for you. Is that good? <laughs> is that all right that's the best game we've seen from him all year right hands he's down good. like he's getting better because he's, get, he's playing his best football now yeah 81.1 completion percentage against the Ooh. patriots yeah he threw a, a bad interception but then he came mm-hmm. back he threw three touchdowns 299 yards 116.1 passer rating like the dude has been balling And I'm far from a a Kirk Cousins apologist. Like, I understand that he is not Mahomes. He's not Burrow. You know, he's not one of these guys that is just going to go out there and put the team on his back and and make, you know, these incredible – like, that that pass that Mahomes did to Jarek McKinnon on Sunday, like, get out of here, dude. Like, nobody's nobody's expecting Kirk Cousins to do that. But at the same time, it's like, yo – he can do some things that really make a difference in this football team and he can affect wins as he has done. Like it's, it's not, you know, far fetched to say like, Oh, when the game is on the line, I want to put the ball in Kirk cousins hands. Like he has the proof to show that he can be a clutch quarterback. And when you talk about winning games in the playoffs and you talk about, you know, trying to get a super bowl window going, like those are the things that you talk about. And he's still kind of learning this offense with KOC. You think about it. They extend him. He continues to have another full offseason under his belt with this offense and has even more command. There's no telling how far he could go 
and how much he can elevate his game. You think about that that Super Bowl run that Joe Flacco had mm. with the Ravens back yeah. in the day. Like I can see Cousins kind of doing something similar if they put the team around him to do that with because he's shown that with the talent that he has assembled, like he can get it done. Yeah, a lot of good points there. Again, stats-wise, just black and white numbers. Not the Madden video game numbers, but he's getting it done late in games. He's playing with some new swag, some new confidence that really here in Minnesota we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And he's playing some of the best football of his career under this new KOC quarterback-friendly scheme. And I get it. Like, J.J. has a lot to do with some of this stuff. He's a blue chipper. He's a stud. But we all know you still got to have a guy that can get your playmakers the ball at the end of the day, as you mm -hmm. just mentioned. It feels like, too, he gets zero love from, like, the national pundits across the country, doesn't it? And yet yeah. they've got this amazing opportunity this season. Nobody expected maybe – I don't know, maybe Ron Johnson called this one out if you ask him. But had the Vikings <laughs> been in the position that they're in now, nobody saw that coming. The problem is the defense, right? I mean, we mm -hmm. talked about it all week. We'll continue to talk about it, specifically the last four games. Legit, just not stop anyone, Reg, unless they got those takeaways in games, those one or two turnovers. They just don't make enough plays to help Kirk in that offense out right now. And it's such a bummer when you think about it because you may be wasting, again, these golden years of Kirk Cousins. He's certainly not getting any younger the way he's playing, again, best football of his career right now. And unless they start changing the scheme and the play calls up, this defense on paper anyways, it's likely, I know nobody wants to hear it, it's likely to get worse before it gets better this offseason, just given some of the cap casualties. For all those years, it was the rock-solid defense and the offense just needs to stay afloat. Now the tides have turned. It's a great offense at their peak, but they're expected to score 28, 30, 32, 35 points every game just to be able to have a shot to win some of these games. Cousins, I think he's far from the problem on this team right now. We know that. And if you're trying to do that competitive rebuild again next year, year or two how does he not give you the best opportunity to win a super bowl over these next few years like who else are you gonna go get or go draft and groom someone in that short amount of time i just don't think it can be done not with a middle 20s draft pick this season so i think the kirk window is now and i just hope the front office and coaches can find a way to get this defense back to respectability again as far as this defense goes we talked a lot about the pass rush yesterday and i said I think you got to sit Zedarius, get him rested for the playoffs. I want to switch to the other side just real quick for a minute or two. <sighs> Tell me about Daniil Hunter. Seven sacks this year, not bad, but he certainly kind of disappeared a bit from time to time, just not been the dominant guy we thought he could be. What's one thing you want to see change when it comes to helping maximize his skill set starting this Saturday versus the Colts? This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know if there's like just a scheme thing, if he's just not comfortable standing up or or what's going on, but it's the more perplexing situation of this season, just not seeing him have the type of production that we're used to. He's been healthy, you know, shout out to KLC and the sports science staff that, yeah, that he's huge. brought over because, you know, Dalvin's healthy. Mm-hmm. Z is health well, healthy ish, mm-hmm. you know, healthy enough to go out there every mm-hmm. week. Uh, Daniil Hunter is healthy, he hasn't played a full, you know, 16 17 game slate mm-hmm. in several years now, and he's getting through all of them and he looks fine, like, unless there's something there that we don't know about. But it's just weird, man, because he is like a freaking like Greek adonis Mm -hmm. of a dude and you just imagine that if he's healthy there's nothing really in front of him that's really stopping him i know that he's playing the run really well i don't know if that's something that he's kind of focusing his attention on is maybe playing the run a little bit more and just making sure that they're rock solid in that regard you know that game against detroit you know other than that one justin jackson run they were pretty much stout on the run but they are just not getting there. I mean, Zadarius is not getting there right now either. So I don't really know what's going on right now. We know that the Lions have a pretty good offensive line. Mm-hmm. But even over the last few games, like you just – you really – they didn't get a whole lot of pressure on Mike White. They didn't get a whole lot of pressure on Mac Jones. Like something is going on. I don't really know what the fix is because I just – you know, when it comes to like personnel, when it comes to situational football, like I just don't know if if Daniil is not beating his man consistently. Right. Like right. I, I just don't I don't know what the situation is, but they need to find a way to generate some rush. I don't know if they need to just have some momentum, some exotic pressures mm-hmm. that maybe Daniil is just coming out of nowhere and, and just he's in your face. Quarterback's like, ah! Like I, I didn't see where, where did he come from? You know, like they need something that's going to kind of switch it up because what they're doing right now, as Mina Kimes said a couple of days ago, it ain't working. These two games with the Lions, Jared Goff was not sacked one single time. Every single third down, they should be rushing the passer. Hunter specifically. Z and Hunter have dropped back in coverage 56 times this season. 56 times. Like, That's not what they do. You're not fooling anybody. If I'm a quarterback, I see them dropping back. That's a mismatch right from the jump. I'm targeting that guy every time. No more dropbacks. Rush him on third down. That's a must for me. My best guy versus your best guy. Lastly, get him over the A-gap again with Z, or if you're resting Z, which I hope they do, Patrick Jones, maybe DJ Wanham, a couple times at least every game. That double A-gap look was so effective for all those years under Zimmer. I think you got to get back to what 
your players do best and what they're comfortable with, what they're experienced at. Because you can't tell me as a center and a quarterback coming up to the line and seeing Dalvin Tomlinson, Hunter, and Z breathing down your face pre-snap wouldn't get in your head and affect the play, influence the play at least to a degree or two more times than not. That's what I would do if I was at Donatel. I hope we start to see at least some new wrinkles starting this Saturday because I'm over the whole scheme thing. Like, forget about the scheme. Line your players up where they can maximize their best talents and do that play after play after play. And that's it. And let's just see what happens. That's it. I'm over it, Rich. All right. Coming up next, we're talking Carlos Correa packed his bags for the West Coast and the Twins' plan B at shortstop. But first, Vikings dropped 12-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Vikings over under this week started at 47 points. They're favored by the Colts at four points. That line moved from four and a half. Make sure to keep tabs all season long and check those odds out and more with BetOnline. BetOnline.net, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Stats, news, info, you want it, they got it. NFL, NBA, NHL, even MMA and UFC. BetOnline makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs. Go to BetOnline.net today to learn more. That's BetOnline.net where the game starts. All right, to baseball we go. Carlos Correa, say it ain't so, man. He punked us, Reg. It's not about the money. I swear it. It ain't about the – not the case. Dude signs the fourth largest deal in MLB history behind only Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Aaron Judge with a 13-year, $350 million with the San Francisco Giants. First of all, Reg, these contracts, they're just dumb. I mean, they've gotten so insane. Like, that's – Let's go buy a small island and become a James Bond villain type of money now. Second, Carlos Correa, is he really on the same level as those other three players I mentioned? Because the guy I watched last year, for me, my opinion, maybe I'm being harsh, I'll take not even close to a guy like Mike Trout or Aaron Judge. Thoughts on the contract itself, knowing what you know now, are you glad the Twins didn't get sucked into a massive deal like this for the type of production Carlos Correa gave you last year? Well, the contract is ridiculous, but you know I'm not one for counting folks' money. That's true. Know? So no, hey, no. Get, go get, get paid. Yours. I'm not mad at Carlos. Get, get, get yours, bro. You know, go do it. You know, you know the the funny part is him being out in San Francisco with that three fifty, mm. and him being in Minnesota with the reported ten year two eighty five mil that they offered. Yeah. It would have stretched a little bit more in Minnesota than it is, you I know, think so. in, in San Francisco. I think it was Brandon Warren. He was just like, I hope uh, Carlos Correa. He's like, congratulations, Carlos Correa, on you know being able to afford a decent sized townhouse in <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> it's just, and you know, it's interesting because like. When this dropped last night, it was like as soon as I got home from work last night is when it dropped. And I looked at it. I was just like, 13 years? What are we doing? 350? Like, That's Bobby gonna Bonilla be, stuff. What he's going to be 41 years old okay. when that contract is over. You know what's funny, though, is when Albert Pujols left St. Louis mm-hmm. and signed that ridiculous contract. Well, it wasn't ridiculous. He deserved it. But I mean, ridiculous as in size of contract. Yeah. It's like, no time, way. Yeah, no, no way. way he's going to finish out. That dude finished out that contract and played one more year after that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? But, you know, you, you think about a guy like Carlos Correa and the position that he plays. 6'4", 220, playing shortstop. And you think about 
getting up until 36, 37, 38, he's not going to be playing shortstop. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to either maybe transition to first base, transition to full-time DH because now that's a thing. And so maybe that's something that you you look at and you're like, oh, okay, like, eh. Like I, I, I just think that with the amount of years, the Twins just weren't comfortable going past the 10 years. Like they're like, look, we'll get you up until you're 38. All right. We'll we'll do that. Mm-hmm. But we 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 don't wanna we don't wanna go into your 41. And I think maybe you get into a little bit of semantics. You're like, look, you don't necessarily wanna, you know, 10 to 11, 12 years down the line, you're still paying a guy 27 mil a year. And I get that. But at the same time, you're just like, look, you know, why are you being cheap? You mm-hmm. know, like I could see both sides of it. I, I think with the production that he had last year, I think you look at a guy like Dansby Swanson and his numbers last year, and I know last year was a little bit of a, a breakout season for him, and Carlos Correa has the consistency, but Dansby Swanson, you can kind of argue that he was more valuable to his team than Carlos Correa was to the Twins last year. Well, yeah, that's where I was going to go. Like, where do we go from here? Because I'm glad you brought him up. What's the Twins' plan B, maybe even plan C, if that one doesn't work out too? All the experts say the Twins now, maybe we'll try and allocate that Correa money into starting pitcher Carlos Rendon. We know the Twins like would certainly love to get the best remaining starting arm left on the market. Problem is, New York Yankees, you're going to make a strong strong push for the lefty as well and getting in a bidding war really isn't the twin strong suit and plus that's a pitcher so what about shortstop Dansby Swanson as mentioned seems like the next logical choice especially given it feels more and more likely the Braves won't resign him the longer he sits out there in the free agent market and a lot of the top teams have already filled their need at shortstop already too so that would make sense thoughts on the twins plan B now and which big names should they target besides do you got a third name we flung out two names there is another guy or two that you're hearing would make sense or the twins are targeting so i think the attention turns to rodon mm-hmm. and swanson like those are the two bang, guys bang. That, that can they do remaining. both probably not okay i i can't see them doing both because one or both are going to command ridiculous money okay and i just don't see you know with the with the team with the type of payroll that they yeah. have and and them not really spending over a hundred plus mil like that Carlos Correa deal was going to break the bank for like a uh, franchise history mark mm-hmm. as far as what they've offered in a contract or, or what they were willing to pay in a contract, which at that point is like, well, if you do sign Correa, like, does that mean that you aren't going to sign any other people? Like, how are you planning on filling out the rest of the roster with enough talent to compete for a world series? If you're going to, go ahead and just sign Correa. You know, I think what they'll end up doing is they'll be in on Swanson. They'll be in on Rodon. They have met with both of them up until this point. So they they have established, you know, uh, communication mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. both of those guys. I think they'll be in on them. I think they'll probably end up putting a bid in. And if they don't win out on either one of those bids, I think you see them kind of stand pat. You're like, okay, you know, they'll they'll sign maybe some lower level type free agents. I, I saw some like, you know, Justin Turner, JD Martinez type guys out there. Like that's like worst case scenario. Maybe you you just try to fill out the roster as best as you can. And then I think what you might see is them just standing pat. 
they did trade for Kyle Farmer with the Reds. So he's probably a guy that they just, you know, I was reading earlier this morning, Farmer maybe steps in at shortstop until Royce Lewis gets healthy. And then you have some decisions to make about guys like Sonny Gray, Kenta Maeda, Tyler Malley. Mm-hmm. Okay, if if you just stand pat and you get towards the middle of the season and you're just middling, like you're not you're not really doing it. Okay, now are you talking about going ahead and trying to get what you can for those guys? Let them go to a contender, and now you're in a full rebuild. Which I know Twins fans are not happy about any type of scenario like that. But I think well, the especially problem- in a weak division too, like nobody's really scares you in this division. So it's like, now's the time. Now's the window. But I get it because all those three guys that you mentioned, they only have one year on their deal left. Is that what you're saying? Right. And okay. so I'm not really sure if they're, if they don't hit on either of these two remaining like big, free Mm -hmm. agents like i'm not sure that they just don't go into rebuild and that is going to drive twins fans nuts they're already upset that the twins didn't do something quote-unquote irrational to keep a guy like carlos correa there but i I just i it's gonna be scary hours man if if they don't if they don't hit on either of these two guys now you're talking about maybe a trade but then you're talking about trading away some assets that maybe you really don't want to part with for the future or for the present to get someone that, you know, may or may not. Yeah. Yeah. But what does that mean when now, like, is that, I don't, I don't see now that they haven't signed Carlos Correa, I don't see any moves left that they have that is going to have them competing for a world series. That's what it's all about. You sign Correa you're trying to compete for a World Series. That's what he wants to do. He just saw the Astros in his absence win the World Series. The, by the way, the most like non-talked about World Series, like the Ever. Astros won the World Series, and then a week later, everybody was just like, "Yeah, who cares?" Yeah, like, whatever. but he saw the Astros win it without him. He saw Pena step in to his spot and take over. He's like, Stud, "Dang, by man, the way. dang!" Yeah. Like they just forgot about me. What about me? I was, I was there. And so he's going to San Francisco with hopes that he could get back to that magic. You know, San Francisco was winning titles every two years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, now they get a guy like Correa and they're hoping to really build around him. So he's looking at that. But if you don't sign Correa back and you don't sign any of these remaining free agents, you're not talking about a, a World Series type of contender. So now you're talking about just blowing it up or just, you know, trying to see if you can compete with the guys that you have for a division title, which doesn't really inspire the most confidence. Radon or Dansby, who's your guy? Go get your guy. If you only get one, you're saying we can't sign both. Who's your guy? Oh, go get Swanson. Okay. Go get Swanson. Okay. Yeah. That's your guy. Hey, any thought about Brooks Lee? Again, he was the top prospect in baseball. They stole him at pick number eight. I know he got hurt, but he does play shortstop. Supposed to be the guy for the future. Or is there any other young prospects in the middle infield that I'm not thinking about that could maybe make a play at some point this season if they are forced to work in that second and third tier of guys if they miss out on these studs in free agency? Luke, stop it, man. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Look, just stop it. Bruce Lee is still probably having nightmares about homework assignments in college. Like still got to take the trash out and do his chores. Yeah, man. It's still too early for, for that, for like, I think if you're looking at Bruce Lee coming in and making an impact in year two of his whole like 
Major League Baseball existence? Mm-hmm. No, no. I think the the problem is, I think if Royce Lewis was healthy, that made you feel a little bit better about missing out on Carlos Correa. Because Absolutely. you're like, oh, we I got the think. we got the heir apparent. Like we'll be all right. But a second torn ACL in as many years has you like, oh man, like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like I said, Farmer's the insurance. He comes in and he can play shortstop. I've seen him play well, covering him in Cincinnati a couple years ago. Like I've seen him do well. He can do well enough until Lewis comes back and is able to fill that position. And we've seen the pop from his bat to suggest that, like, he can be a dude. Mm -hmm. But honestly, this is tough, man. This is tough. I don't know if there's a prospect that they have in that farm system that really inspires you. Like, oh, yeah, they can go ahead and bring him up. and He's going to be like that dynamic player for us. Like, I don't know that. They have not, that right now. Not this year, I get it. But between Royce Lewis and Brooks Lee, I just feel like, why are you signing to do for 10 years at shortstop when you use two top 10 picks, if not top five picks, on that position already? Lock because a guy they, up for a year or two, sure. But because is it they, because of the injury? Well, it's because, well, Royce Lewis, that that kind of hurts the thing. But it's because, you know, with, with some of these prospects, like you don't expect them to be up for yeah. another four or five years. So in that short window, you can have, Carlos Correa in his prime mm-hmm. slugging and, and fielding gold glove, you know, True. awards in that time span. And then after that, then you're like, okay, maybe we can bring up Brooks mm-hmm. Lee. And then maybe we could think about maybe he put, maybe you put him at third or maybe you put him at, you know, second base or something like that until, you know, Carlos, his prime is past him. And then you look about that transition, but that's not even a conversation now. No, I get it. Twins fans, obviously, a little hurt today, maybe a little depressed. They didn't Not a little, league. brother. Not a little. <laughs> okay. okay, don't big shoot. Hurt. Go to, big hurt. hurt. Not the little. The big, big hurt. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry, though. There's still plenty of toys out there in the free agency pool. Hopefully, the Twins can respond this week and go get one of those big names. Rest assured, Reggie yeah, and I will but, be back to but, cover it all. But, look, it, it's, is, is it a lose-lose now? It's different. You're not happy either way? It's different. Like, if they can get Dansby Swanson, like, that that would be a great plan B. But, like, if they don't... And save money. You, you're talking about other toys out there? That's like... Uh, being. I got, I'm looking at my Christmas tree over here. That's like, <laughs> like on Christmas morning, you waking up and you see that, that big, big <laughs> Christmas present. And all of a sudden, like, Santa steals it and puts it in somebody else's house the night, like the night before. Yeah, you're like, dirty. oh shoot, that's like, dirty. oh man, I know that's a PS5 under there. Oh, and then and then you, the the night before Santa comes and grabs, it, he's like, you know what? There was another kid that was a little bit, yeah, you know, more more nice than you were. You, you got were. a knitted sweater from Grandma yeah. though. So, there you go. So, and then so on Christmas morning, you you open up and you get a Sega Dreamcast, and it's like. You know, no disrespect to Sega Dreamcast, but like it ain't the PS5. You know, like Carlos Correa is the PS5. You know, anything else is, you know, outside of Dansby Swanson, anything else is is like Sega Dreamcast. And like Sega Dreamcast had its time, but it ain't a PS5. 
Sega Dreamcast. You just unlock some childhood memories there. Great name drop there. I love it. All right. No time for uh, Gimme One today. We'll touch on that tomorrow in the Minnesota Wild. That's a wrap today. Remember, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast, too, free and available. All platforms, subscribe, drop us that five-star review, and find us now streaming on your Amazon Fire Sticks or Roku devices. Just look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's the man, Reggie Wilson, on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. Check him out every night up on CARE 11. Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. We're back tomorrow with another episode of Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today. Don't be hurt about Korea. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 